The Marijuana Solution would like to remind you to check out our sponsors after the podcast. We're going to have links to them in the description. Our sponsors are Trulieve, Sunshine Cannabis, The Smart Collective, Minorities for Medical Marijuana, and We Are Rare. Don't forget to check out those links in the description. And if you haven't done so already, go ahead and subscribe. Leave us a review. We're Florida's first licensed medical cannabis dispensary with locations all throughout Florida, and we deliver all throughout Florida next day. We have the largest selection of products within the allowable delivery methods. Truly products are hand-grown in an environment that keeps it as natural as possible at every turn. We don't use pesticides and we lab test our products and those lab tests are published on our website. So you can be confident at the medication that you're putting into your body. Our favorite products are our vaporization lines, our True Pod, our True Clear is a patient favorite. And we also just recently launched True Flower for patients that want the full entourage effect. At Truly, we're really proud to offer the largest variety to patients, and we're really excited about the future and all of our patients that are helping us expand and grow and make our products even better. Visit our website at www.trulieve.com to find out where all of our dispensaries are located, shop online, learn more about our products, or find a doctor if you haven't gotten started in the medical cannabis process. Hello everyone, you're listening to The Marijuana Solution, and I'm your host Robert Roundtree, and this episode we are speaking with Bobby Lance. Mr. Lance is running for District 3 County Commissioner of Orange County, Florida, and this is a special election. Uh, The current elected official that's in that seat is going to be pursuing a different office at the mayor's office, and they can't hold it, so they have a special election. Um, I believe at last count there was seven or eight in there so we want to speak to Mr. Lance he has a lot of good community ties to the area loves to help people out a lot of community-based initiatives and by his own token he is super conservative so we're glad to have him I vote straight ticket how you doing Mr. Lance doing great how are you Mr. Roundtree doing great um, I mean I, I really couldn't complain I would have to try long and hard to figure it out spent the weekend with my son it's been sunny yeah. it's awesome I actually got to see my youngest son just a while ago for a for a few minutes, and and I'd like to say thank you for allowing me to be on this call with you today. Absolutely, I'm honored to have you on. Can you tell us a little bit more about who Bobby Lance is and what makes him tick? Um, I've I had people that I've known for years saying, "Bobby, you you're boring. You're so <laughs> damn conservative." Cindy and I tried to get on. What was it, Cindy? Years ago, um, um, Amazing Race. And I had an in um, and was able to get in and get an interview before anybody else. And they wouldn't choose us because we were too boring. <laughs> we, we didn't fight. You know, we were conservative. We didn't have anything. They liked to really spread the crap and couldn't do it. But I just, you know, I've done nothing but, and I'm 64, but help people my whole life. And I love doing it. Um, Dan Drummond and, and I have been good friends for 50 years. And he said, Bobby, if you would just take all the hours and I mean, thousands of thousands of hours of time that I've taken just for over 4,000 hours, just on Orange County boards. And then if you add up private boards, 501c3 and business boards and banking boards and things over the years, another six to 7,000 hours, he says over 10,000 hours of time, just in the last 30 years. If I would take that time and have put it into my business, I've been in business 39 years, I would be wealthier than any named a couple of people, Pete Madison and 
Bob Harrell. And I said, you know, Dan, you're right, but money's not everything. I really feel the passion to help people, and I feel the wealth in my heart. And I mean that when I say it. I don't take that stuff lightly. And it just, and sometimes I'll spend more than 50% of my day helping other people. And sometimes they call me at three, four in the morning and it's, it's close friends of mine that are, that, um, one of them, I forget what he's on. Uh, it's a back pain medicine cause he got ran over by a forklift in Ford years ago. And he'll call me at four in the morning, totally hallucinating. And, uh, I'll just talk to him and try to, you know, reason with him and just, be kind to him. And the next day he'll call me up and apologize. I'm sorry. I said, look, Joe, don't worry about it. It's okay. It's okay. I understand. And I just have a heart for people. And, and the other part is because I've sat on so many boards and, and I've dealt with the building departments and, and many municipalities because the restaurants I've built most of myself, I grew up in the structural steel business. My dad allowed me to leave. We lived in the apartment behind our, um, Shop my dad's shop over on 18th Street in the trail, and he reluctantly let me leave when I was just before I turned 16. I did not want to work that hard, not physically, <laughs> but he taught us how to survive. He taught us how to help people and how to uh, give to people. But it just, it I have the knowledge, uh, great depth in many different areas. Um, I mean, I could go on and on and on, but I don't want to waste your time. But and, and, and so many people. And so many different avenues of, of Orange County and, and other places, too. I, I, I know how to navigate through Orange County and how to help them get something done. And it's really tough for an Orange County, say, the planning and zoning to, to help them do something. And I can get it pushed through for them. And I can help them do it. I'll stand up for them. If I believe in what they're fighting for, I'll do whatever I can. I'll take extra measures. So, you know, everything's got to be legally above board. But I know how to get it done. And that's why I want to have this role. I don't need the money, don't need the salary, do not need the title. Personally, don't care for the name. Um, I just like my name, Bobby Lance. It's, um, uh, I don't, you don't have to call me commissioner or whatever. I'm former commissioner of, of Belle Isle, and I didn't care if they called me commissioner or not. Some people said they do it like Randy Ross says, they, they do it out of respect for the title because I was elected 76%. But it just, I just, satisfaction. Jim Henry said one time that people that help folks sleep well at night and the folks, the givers sleep well at night and the takers eat well at night. And that's what makes me feel good inside to know I've helped somebody. And I try to help at least one person every day. Excellent. Uh, That's a big thing that I'm about. uh, The Marijuana Solution is about. And my other website, floridamarijuana.net, we started giving away free medical marijuana recommendations to people who otherwise couldn't afford it. And by giving away, I yes. mean, we cover the expense at the doctor's office. Yeah. We, we're not like handing and out cards. Somebody gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, somebody yeah. called me the other day. and was yeah. like, how can you just give these away? I was like, well, we're technically paying for, you know, them to see the physician, but yeah, our first one went to a yeah. disabled veteran that I met at the veterans Memorial park in Lake Baldwin. Yeah. I got to tell you, that's a huge, huge thing in my heart. Um, for years, our neighborhood association, twice a year, Christmas and and Fourth um, uh, of July, neighborhood association. Mostly at, at one time, it was mostly military, mostly from the Air Force Base. When it was McCoy Air Force Base, I would furnish all the food, cook all the food, serve all the food. Well, when I say the food, all the proteins, the chicken, the hamburgers, fish, things like that. 
and the, the former military retired, the veterans would come up to me and say, and these were guys in World War II, World War, uh, or um, Vietnam, Korea, um, would come up to me and say, thank you. I said, no, sir, you don't have to thank me. This is why I'm doing it. Because what you have done has enabled me to be able to be in business in a free enterprise system and to be able to speak English. <laughs> so it just, that's huge in my heart. But, um, and I, I can tell you more. I, I every, I want to tell you, and, and I don't tout this or say this to anybody, but over the years, I'd say probably close to a dozen of my close friends have lost children, um, due to some tours, some sort of drug overdose. I've had friends that are taking marijuana that you couldn't stand to be around them if they didn't have it. I've lost family members to drugs. I have family members that have uh, recovered from drug, drug addiction, uh, addiction and family members that are still fighting it. Close family members. And I'm not going to say who because I don't want to embarrass them, but it's, it's something I don't take lightly. And I've been in, have done business with Mr. Siegel for probably 10, 12 years through advertising with his magazines, my restaurants. And so I have nothing but the utmost respect for Mr. Siegel. And when I found out what happened to his daughter, it just killed me inside. Because I, I know that my, my sister was killed by a drunk driver. And I watched my dad sit down. And he never worked another day. The rest mm-hmm. of his life, he couldn't do it. It's it's There's so many missed issues or so many things. But I'll go ahead and you can get started. I, I'll talk all day about this stuff. But I really don't talk about the um, things that were family and friends. Obviously, what prompted it, my listeners know, is a video that came out with one of your opponents and his financial backer and some of the comments that were made, not necessarily by the by the opponent, Pete Crotty. He didn't say yes. or affirm anything, but the guy with the money, Mr. Siegel, had a lot of things that were uh, seemed scary, such as drug testing children at 14 or 15 and suggesting that marijuana leads to heroin overdoses, which is just categorically false. Um, yes, sir. And then some of the other things that were said that didn't even make it in there were, I mean, he, he swears that every drug addict that he's ever talked to says that they started with marijuana at 14 or 15. And that's fine. I understand he has some reasons for that. But what's your opinions on the things like drug testing the kids at 14 or 15? Um, and that ha- marijuana leads to heroin overdoses. I mean, yes, sir. First, first, I'd like to say that I know Mr. Siegel personally, and I've uh, advertised in his magazines for his timeshares for ten or twelve years, or maybe more. And I have nothing but the utmost respect for Mr. Siegel as far as a businessman and a, and a person and a dad, a father, a husband. Um, so I don't take these things lightly, but I, but I have to say, without a doubt that I do not agree with drug testing, um, high school, junior, or not junior high, you tell how old I am now, um, middle school, high school, or college students. That, that just, um, we, we just can't do that. It's, 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 it's maybe lending a little bit to socialism, but we have to trust uh, our families. We have to trust the children. And it, it's more about education. It's more about um, um, starting young and awareness starting as young as possible in the family units and the churches and the schools. But I do not agree with that statement at all. Good. I'm glad because 
drug testing doesn't stop anyone from using. You just have to go to one rehab facility and figure that out. Everyone gets drug tested, yes, and there's always people that end up popping dirty. Um, for me, I think the big issue, too, is, um, you know, he's a big supporter of Narcan, and we just got awarded $2 million in Orange County for more Narcan. Um, yes, sir. Studies are out, and we need more studies, but preliminary studies show that when Narcan distribution programs get put in place, opioid mortality goes up by about 14%. And this was done by, I want to say maybe the Rand Corporation, but it wasn't you know, somebody without credibility, and it's the first study of its kind, uh, yes, whereas comparatively to the thing that was being demonized in that video, marijuana, when cannabis comes in, uh, medical marijuana programs, we see not only less opioid overdoses, but about 3,000 less pills are prescribed per month per doctor. Um, and that goes from opioids, um, you know, Xanax, which is a tranquilizer, to amphetamines, different psychotropics for mental health. And and I understand where Mr. Siegel comes from, right? He comes from that old um, way of traditionally handing things, especially by conservatives, and that is um, enforcement and, you know, basically cracking down and making things illegal. But that doesn't work. Um, and it it fails miserably. The, the Say No to Drug campaign was one of the worst flops in history. Yes, it was. <clears throat> and my, my what I think... Yeah, what I think needs to happen is more education. We need more research on marijuana, but to date, and there's lots of people out there that abuse cannabis and have tried, no one's overdosed. Never. The only people that have ever died from cannabis are um, people that end up in violent situations because it's being illegal. Um, Now, so to fast forward, we're here in Orange County. Luckily, Mayor Jacobs led the commissioners to a unanimous vote and we allowed dispensaries in Orange County. Um, They were going to be banned. Do you think that medical marijuana coming to Orange County is a good or bad thing for the residents? I think it's a very good thing. I think it's been needed for a long time. And because of the awareness and education to the commissioners and to the mayor, to Mayor Jacobs, it is, there's a reason that there was a unanimous vote. It's something that's needed. They've done their research. They've listened to the facts. The um, it's it, it's something that and, and it was I believe it was um, uh, the vote that was held was over seventy percent, seventy one point two or something like that. Seventy one point uh, three statewide. Medical, yeah, seventy one point three statewide for medical marijuana. It's I, I truly believe it's needed. I've I know folks that. Uh, I can, I'm not going to give you any names, but I can tell you, I know some close friends that they could not function if they were not allowed to use medical marijuana. I would assume that that's probably, um, they're treating some type of underlying mental condition. Like PTSD is a big one with my veteran community. Well, actually, I'm glad you said that because one of them is a Vietnam vet and that's exactly what it is. And I have seen, uh, this person when before he was able to take this and uh, hallucinating and and just a loud noise would would cause him just to totally lose it 
and 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 not just here, but at some other locations, other states that I've uh, had some friends in. That it's just it's it's very difficult for me to talk about because I take this very seriously. But I I do know this that it is the law, and as a commissioner, I will uphold the law. Good, yeah, and it. I and hope it, I'm answering your question. Yeah, no, you answered it spot on. Um, and I think the reason why those comments um, by Mr. Siegel created such an uproar is obviously his position in the community. He's very influential man, and you know we have lots of children. All right, the the, the children and their mothers and fathers that are dealing with you know the epilepsy, the schizencephaly, the cerebral palsy um, and these issues that really it was these families these special needs families that brought the movement to that tipping point in Florida Um, yes because it's really hard for any elected official whether they agree with it morally or not to to say no when you see these children and I mean their lives get changed I'm not saying cannabis works for everyone because it doesn't nothing is a fix-all but it works really well for a lot of things. Um, and one thing I think we're going to see it work well for in Orange County is the opioid epidemic. And it's yes, sir. it's devastating our county. I mean, it's it's horrible. Yes, um, it is. And and when the drug dealers are, are getting out on the street, and I can tell you the Orange Blossom Trail is like the epicenter from right about um, Holden going south down to Lancaster in that area. And uh, these drug dealers are experimenting and putting fentanyl uh, so these folks can get a higher high. Uh, they're killing their own customers. Um, it's, they have no clue of what they're doing. And I believe they need to be held accountable to the highest courts and to the highest, the highest law and, and the, the strictest laws. This has to stop. And if, if that's what it takes, if that's what it, if, if, which I believe that medical marijuana will be able to help that situation because I, I, I believe from what I've read and what I've been told from very, very good sources that it's, it's, it seems to be the answer. It's, you know, doctors are over, over prescribing these medicines and they're not keeping track as well as they should. And I know there's some legislation that's just been passed to help that. And, and doctors, you know, doctors truly don't know as much about medicine as a pharmacy does. Where I was sure in don't. college, I learned that. The pharmacists are the ones that know about medicine. And you can always seem to tell which pharmaceutical rep has been to your doctor by the samples he gives you and the prescriptions he gives you. It changes from time to time. There are, I just, I'm fortunate enough to have a really, really good doctor that does does not prescribe a lot of medication. I'm also fortunate enough to never have really truly been on any medications in my life. But it just it's a tough situation. And I and and with Mr. Siegel, I understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to do everything right. He wants it done right. And I believe maybe and I know he's been offered some uh, some help by some folks that that have information to give him. I hope he listens and is open, open-minded and can, and can learn from other people because there is a way to do this. I do not have the answer, but I know that other people do. 
and maybe he can listen and learn and adjust what his thinking is and what he's, what he's doing because he only wants to do good things. And I would not want to be in his, in his shoes to have lost a daughter like that. I lost a sister from a drunk driver and I watched my dad sit down and he never really truly worked another day in his life. I would not want to be a parent that has a children with any type of mental health or depression or low self-esteem or because they, they're under such peer pressure or they have autism or special needs and watch their child have to go through the horrifying things that they go through on a daily basis, wake up at three and four in the morning and just, just, it's just not, it's not good. And, and if medical marijuana is the answer and it seems to be from what I've read, then we need to start using it and we need to start allowing the doctors, which is the law, well, it is allowed. We need to continue to do so until if and when it proves different, which I don't believe it will. No, I have. And I tell you, I am not a drug advocate of any kind. But if it's something that's proven, it needs to be done. Absolutely. And the good thing about this is it's a natural plant and there are yes, very limited, uh, you know, issues, um, side effects that arise that would ever be considered like life threatening. Um, the only cases where something like that happens is there's an underlying condition. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections and get premier brand exposure. This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with the bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crap channel. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. But I would love it if, and I've put it out there. Um, I've asked Mr. Crotty. I spoke with Gus Martinez the other day. I'm trying to speak with everyone in District yes, 3 um, sure. to get in touch with Mr. Siegel. And I would love to sit down with them in a, you know, a private setting and go over all of, you know, the current up, up-to-date research and speak to him because I was his daughter. I was on um, a few hundred milligrams of Oxycontin a day 
I was taking Xanax. Oh, wow. I was taking muscle relaxers, all prescribed to me. And I was using mm-hmm. cannabis at the same time, but I never really saw it as a medicine because this was a you know years back, right? I, I was I never saw it as a medicine in the sense that it could replace the pharmaceuticals I was using, even though I was continuing to hear it and hear it. Finally, I just decided to take a chance, and I took my last oxycotton i hopped a plane i flew out to washington and i worked on a buddy of mine's um cannabis farm out there for two weeks and i didn't go through withdrawals i felt bad but i did not go through withdrawals or anything and i'm not saying that it it prevents withdrawals what i am saying though is since then i've just been using medical marijuana and it's blown my mind even somebody who's a lifelong user that that it, it really could do this God bless you that you've been able to do that. It's it's the folks that don't have the whereabouts or the knowledge or the education or have been blessed to be able to have the wherewithal, wherewithal to do what you've been able to do. And that's why it's so important for people like you, people like me, to get as much education as possible, not just on this, but anything they can possibly get educated on to be able to help those that do do not know which way to turn in life and to help them live a higher quality life. And it's, it's, uh, and it, and it starts with the education and awareness and with, with, with you doing this show and with you getting the word out and, and, and all you're trying to do is help. And I, and I tell you, God bless our military and the veterans that come back and just, and, and I, and I understand if I understand this right, that medical marijuana, is actually helping them get off of the other drugs that have been prescribed to them and do exactly what you just said helped you with. Yep, they sure are. There's a study being conducted right now um, by the MAPS organization, and it stands for the Multidisciplinary Association of Psychedelic Studies, and they're doing cannabis for treatment-resistant PTSD. So the people in their studies have already tried the cognitive behavioral therapy, they've tried the different medications. And I believe the last report they put out, it was around 65 to 70% effective to where people were not using the traditional medications. And they were, this was 60 to 70% effective at the six months post study. So it's, you know, it it continues on. Um, And it helps too with you know, not just PTSD. People always assume, associate the veterans with PTSD, and that's not wrong yes, to sir. do. But um, we have TBIs, we have the CTEs, we have the phantom limb pains. So there's a lot of issues that veterans suffer, and medical marijuana can help greatly. There's actually a really prominent veteran in our area, just outside of the county. He's in uh, Seminole County. His name's Jose Belin, and he's actually. Yes, suing the federal government with a former NFL star, Marvin Washington, two children, um, Jaggercoat and Alexis Bortel, and a cannabis cultural association. And they're suing the federal government to try and get medical marijuana made legal federally. Um, it's an appeal federal, right now. That, that, that's the toughest part for me. I, I know it's not legal at a federal level. I just, for just from the research that I've seen and with uh, the states that have legalized 
medical marijuana. I believe that day's coming, and it's coming sooner than what we possibly think, that the federal government will get on board with that. I believe our leadership is smart enough to understand it, and when they see the veterans coming back from the wars and they see the pain they're in with the phantom, what do you call it, the phantom um, limb? Yeah, so that, that, amputees, they still feel yeah. like their legs there. Yeah. I guess what it's going to take is folks like you and hopefully folks like myself to be able to lobby to our congressmen to get this done and to make it a reality and get it passed for the, for the federal government. It's, it's, it's such a tragic thing. And I, I tell you, I would love to learn as much as I possibly can, not only on this topic, but other topics related to this. So I can be as educated as I can. So I can go out and sit down with you and David Siegel and other folks. And, and maybe that's part of my learning process is to take notes and then go and do is whatever research I possibly can to help make good decisions. I would love to help spearhead that effort by you and I'll put it out there. Any other politicians, um, government officials, everyday folks, if you reach out to me, you can do so yeah. on the marijuana solution.com or Robert at Florida, marijuana.net education and informing people is what I love to do the most. Um, yes, sir. You know, because when I see that light finally click on with somebody and usually you have to reach people at a personal level when it comes to marijuana, because we've just been bombarded with propaganda for so long while it was illegal, but everybody yeah. has a, a story. Um, for instance, most people know somebody that uh, suffered with Alzheimer's or has a family member who has, and yes. there was a recent study done in 2016 and it showed that THC, the active component in marijuana actually helps to remove the plaque formations on the brain from people with Alzheimer's and dementia. That's amazing. I was not aware of that. Well, I, I will tell you my father-in-law just recently passed and he, he had, dementia and Alzheimer's and he was in a lot of pain and my mom passed back in 2010 she had lung cancer she uh, fortunately enough it, it uh, well not fortunately enough but thank God if she was going to get it it was she when she was 85 she um, got notice that she had lung cancer she fought it for a year I want to tell you she was a trooper but I truly believe that if she would have had the ability to be able to use medical marijuana, it would have made her quality of life for her last six, seven, eight, ten months much better. She was in tremendous pain, and I know a lot of people are, and I personally know a few people that are in pain from different types of, of diseases. And so, and 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 like I said, I'm probably one of the most conservative people you were, will ever meet. And what really, really turned the light for me was when I was a city commissioner with the city of Belle Isle. And this subject first started coming up about a year ago, I guess. And Commissioner Lenny Moss spoke about it. And he sat right next to me and I listened to him. And I thought, man, he's right. And that's when I started researching it. And that's when I started listening and started getting as much information as I could. So I really appreciate this opportunity to be able to 
to talk to you and talk to others. And this is just the beginning for me to, as far as the learning curve, and hopefully I can do whatever I can if I can just help one person. And that's, that's better than none. Well, fortunately, we're going to be able to help lots together. Whether you get elected yes, this time or not, I would love yes, to help educate you. It definitely sounds like you love to be involved in the community. Um, have you ever yes, been sir. to a dispensary? Yes, um, actually, it, it was uh, out of curiosity more than anything. Uh, this last summer, we were at uh, we were in Washington State and Oregon, and also up in the, uh, in Canada on the West Coast. And we did go into a dispensary and look around and, and talk to people and and learned a little bit more about what they're all about. Didn't purchase anything. <laughs> Didn't have any any need to. Uh, I tell you, if 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 I had uh, a situation where I felt it was necessary for medical marijuana. I'm sure I'd be one of the first to ask for it. Well, I would like to set you up with a tour of the dispensary here in Orlando at TrueLeave. Uh, I worked in Washington. I worked in Colorado yes, um, and California. You're going to notice that it's a world of different here. I mean, they're just yes, much higher quality. There's not um, just tons of stuff packed in on the shelves. I mean, it looks more like an Apple store than yeah. anything else really high quality stuff uh, i wanted to flip back real quick though because i brought up the yes. thing about the thc and alzheimer's were you aware yeah. that the federal government actually has a patent on cannabis for its neuroprotective properties no sir i was not yeah our national that's, institute that's of health has actually held a patent for many years now that's that's really uh odd I'd like to learn more about that. I, from my understanding, patents are only good for so many years. I think like 13 years. Right. So I, I believe they, they got it in 2000. Not, so. Let's see. Six, 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 three, zero, five, zero, seven. Most of us have the number memorized at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's that. And the National Institute of Health actually has been funding cannabis research in Israel through Dr. Raphael Mikulam, who found, who's the one that discovered THC. We've been funding his research for decades. That's amazing. That's, you it's know, mind boggling, right? Like we can't research it here, but yes, we sir. fund Israel's. <laughs> maybe, maybe you can educate me more at a later date as, as to what other countries are doing and how they're using medical marijuana for the medical field. I would love to, and we'll set that up. Um, but I think we've talked about the medical marijuana issue enough. I would like to give Mr. Bobby Lance, the yes, candidate, sir. a chance to tell yes, us sir. what you know what are important to you and what's your platform about <clears throat> for being a commissioner. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Well, I tell you what's more important to me than anything is my faith and family and helping others. It's it, that's what drives me. I've been in business for 39 years um, in the restaurant business service industry. I've had other businesses as well. Uh, I grew up in Orlando, born and raised in Orlando. My dad was a blacksmith, had a shop over on the trail, Arms Blossom Trail on 18th Street. We um, lived behind and actually attached to the, to the business. After school, we'd go out and work. My dad taught us how to work, how to take care of customers. And, and that was some of my fondest memories as growing up. 
is we would set out in front on the Orange Blossom Trail and we'd usually go down to the A&W across the street or the Burger King down the street and buy lunch. And my dad would always, he'd have us walk down there and pick up uh, sandwiches, burgers, and he'd always have us buy a few extra because that was, this was before Interstate 4, before Interstates, and there were always transients walking through that my dad would invite them up and, and give them some food and give them a couple of dollars and send them on their way just to help them out. It's, it's, it's people in this county, and, and, and I'll go ahead and name a few, Joanne Rice. Joanne Rice is uh, in her 80s. She has been the president for many, many years of the Pine Castle, uh, the Pine Castle Safe Neighborhoods Committee. Okay. She works tirelessly to help neighbors be safer in their community. There's, you have uh, Alan uh, Hurstcorn, who's over in Gulfstream Harbor, who's trying to help a lady whose husband was a veteran and just recently passed away after the hurricane. Her, she lives in a, uh, um, a double-wide mobile home. Her roof was destroyed. There, it's been patched. There's still tarps on top of it. She only received $500 in FEMA. Alan doesn't know which way to turn. He doesn't know what to do. I'm helping him to do whatever I can to help him find the funds or find someone. I know that the fire uh, union has helped and, and helped rebuild her little building out there. It has a washer in it. And then you have um, uh, a guy by the name of Joe Cadry lives over on 18th Street in the trail. It's not in my district, but it doesn't matter. He's a disabled veteran. He was actually worked for Ford many years ago and uh, was run over by a forklift. And he doesn't get very much money at all. And and he'll he'll call me sometimes and because he's on back pain medicine and he just got a new um, uh, subscription and it was a different medicine. And he called me three or four in the morning saying, Bobby, and he was totally hallucinating. And I tell you, he would be the perfect candidate for medical marijuana. It's It's people like them and I can go on. I could name more people that, they are in the community wanting to help others, but they don't have the whereabouts to know where to go or what to do. Pastor Marcos Diaz over on the East Orange County, just right there by the 417 Orange Blossom Trail. He has a ministry there, great ministry, been to his church, and he's bringing homeless. He's bringing people that are trying to get cleaned up on alcohol and drugs. He's bringing them in and giving them a place to live and giving them jobs and helping them. He's going to the county trying. He's looking for help. He has a great ministry. So he's reaching out to me as well as, as others and, and doing whatever we can to help these folks. That's what makes me sleep at night is to know that if I can help folks like this in Orange County, not just District 3, Orange County, anywhere, it doesn't matter to me then I've done my job. I've done my job as a Christian. And if I can just help one person, that's better than not helping anybody at all. And I'm not afraid to stick myself out there, stick my neck out. I'm not going to do everything right, but I can promise you this. I'm going to work tirelessly. And when somebody calls, if I can't answer the phone or they send me a text or an email, I will respond and I will do my best to respond within 24 hours. And I will do whatever I can to help anybody that has a situation that can be helped and it's something that's legal and it's something that makes sense. But what I'd really truly like to do is because of the, of the diversity in our County. And I want to tell you, I've, I've been campaigning 
since December the 4th, my wife and I, and we've put together a great team of people and just passionate people. And we're, we're finding out how much fun it is. It's every time people ask me all the time, aren't you tired? You guys are going everywhere. You're campaigning everywhere. You're campaigning like you're running for the president of the United States. And I said, well, that's just the way I run my business, run my life. And that's the way I campaign. It's everything I get, but they say, and then, and then, a um, real good friend of ours, we were at an event last night and he, and she looked at me and she goes, no, you don't get tired. It gives you more energy. And she's right. It does. The more I go and the more I do, the more energy it gets because the more I learn and I have found out. So if I had never declared to run for this office as a candidate for district three of Orange County, I would have never learned the things I've learned. It, it's amazing. The, the Hispanics, the Asians, the, you just name it, every diversity, diverse group in this county, they, we all need to learn to live together, get along together, and work together. Everybody, every ethnic group has different ways of living and different ways they, they worship and play and work. We need to learn. We, we can learn from each other. We truly can. The Puerto Rican parade last, last weekend, I had so much fun. I've met so many people. And it's just, it's just their way of life. And I will tell you this. In everything that's bad, there's always something good that comes out. Yes, it was terrible that Hurricane Maria hit the Puerto Rican islands and hit the Virgin Islands and people had to migrate in to um, Florida and other parts of the United States. But I got to tell you, being an employer for the last 39 years with over 100 employees and with the with 3.9 uh, percent unemployment rate, which is basically zero, that's just about anybody that wants to work or cares to work. It actually helped us because we've hired probably a dozen or more folks from the Virgin Islands and Key West and and Puerto Rico that were looking for jobs that had to had to evacuate and come over here to live. Some are going back, some are staying, but it actually loosened up the workforce for us. It helped us. There's, there's a silver lining in anything. It's just how you look at it. Don't, the one thing I, I, I ask anybody, don't complain, be civil, be professional, be courteous. And if you have a complaint about something, put it in a positive way and say, look, we got a situation here, but I think I got an idea on how we can fix it. And then we can sit down at the table and we can reach across the table. And we can pull anybody, anybody that truly wants to help, help this community and not do it for self-gratification, I will work with. I, I learned something the other day, and, and, it's, and it's the difference between a politician and a statesman. And a politician, and, and there are several people that have, have these quotes, so I'll paraphrase several people that a politician is working for their next election. A statesman, which we need more of, is working for the next generation. That's what I want to do. I want to be a statesman. I want to work for the next generation. I have a great family. I have a great life. I'm very successful. I've been blessed in everything that I've possibly done. I do not need the income. I do not need the title, the name but I just feel compelled to do this. Like I said, my dad allowed me to leave home just before I turned 16. I was ready to go. He knew it. He knew it. He reluctantly let me go. And he knew that I already had it figured out. 
and and I did, and I've never looked back. So I could talk forever if you let me, but I know you. I, I will you let you. I really point. will. Yeah, and sure. you're and you're yeah, right. Sure. You, you just hit something right on the head. Politicians yeah, sure. are always. I mean, they're they're campaigning for the next election, the day yeah. that they get into the seat. And it would be awesome if we had more statesmen and stateswomen that really saw it as a job and not as a stepping stone to get to the next big thing. And I think yes, sir. The, so that's what where the problem comes in. If, if you're a statesman, you're not worried about who's giving you money or this or that, right? You're, you're focused on no. the job at hand. If you're a politician that's already worried about your next race, the only thing you care about is who's going to give you money and what do you have to do for it. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million and smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st and an early bird discount of 50% off. Now with the promo code SPOTIFY at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida. Register now for 50% off with promo code SPOTIFY at usccexpo.com. It's pretty clear, and, and everyone knows just from observing over time, the people who are the fi primary financial backers of any given politician are going to have a ton of influence. And it's I'm not saying that they literally yeah. hand them money and say, you must do X, Y, Z because it doesn't work like that or you go to jail. But if somebody's funding half your campaign, you don't want to piss them off. Well, I tell yeah. you, I, I have done that. I, I have had backers as a city commissioner, and as uh, to quote you, I've pissed them off because it, I'm not going to owe anybody anything. They understand from the very beginning, I don't care who it is, if they back my campaign for a dollar or a thousand dollars, they know I'm going to I'm going to research the facts. I'm going to get all the information I possibly can, and I am going to make the best possible decision, common sense decision that is within the letter of the law. And that's just the way it's going to be. And, you know, it might cause me that uh, when I get elected and, and uh, hopefully in, in August in the primary, 
that uh, when I get into that office, and I've been told by um, a few folks, and I'll just tell you, uh, it came secondhand, but I, it came from a, a, a good source that Mayor Jacobs said that I am the candidate that once I get into office, I will get up to speed much faster than any of the other candidates because of my knowledge, my wealth of knowledge. I've got over 4,000 hours just in volunteer time in Orange County boards. The board is on adjustment. Matter of fact, David Siegel came before us and it was something when he wanted to build his big home and it was going to get turned down. And I used common practical sense to help him get it pushed through. I thought I'd never see someone with so much wealth be so happy in my life, but he was genuinely happy. Um, but I tell you, it takes common sense decisions. We, but not only, and I worked myself up to, um, acting chairman on the board of zone adjustment, which deals with special exceptions and variances and zoning. I've been on the Conway navigational board, learning about the environment for the last 20 years. Um, also the board is on adjustment, or excuse me, the uh, community action board, which, and I'm an officer on that board. I've been on that, that board for 10 years, and that deals with poverty to help end the cycle of poverty. I've sat on banking boards, boards for J.P. Morgan Chase. I've sat on, and I still sit on, um, the, uh, the um, uh, Pioneer Days Festival Board. Uh, to, I, I love history. I just, I'm a history nut. I'm an, I guess I'm truly a nerd. Excellent. A lot I love ways. history, too. Yeah. But I... But on the Historical Society, I helped form the Pine Castle Historical Society. I tell you, Shirley Cannon, that lady, she's in her 80s. If it wasn't for her, we would not have the Historical Society. She is a ball of fire. People that want to help, I don't need to be the chief. I can be a darn good Indian. I just want to be a part of it and help folks that like Shirley Cannon and the other folks I mentioned help them achieve their goals to helping other people and educating other people. And I got to tell you the history of the United States, we have the finest history and I love to learn about our history. And it's, it's unfortunately that in the schools nowadays, they're not teaching it, not like they used to. It's not part of the uh, curriculum. And, and that's a shame because without history, we're, we're going to repeat ourselves, but it's, it's, it's such a passion to me. And I know I can do the job. I know, and you know, and, and I tell you, I talk to my opponents and they talk to me and we're civil with each other and that's the way it should be. And hopefully there's no dirty campaigning. They've all said there won't be and I've said there won't be, but we need to be civil, professional, and courteous. I just truly believe, and others have told me, that I am the candidate with the most experience and as as Mayor Jacobs told um a really good, reliable source, actually a couple of them, that I'm the candidate that will get up to speed as quick as possible and be able to be efficient on the county board and the county commission. The other ones will take, and, and paraphrasing Mayor Jacobs, half the term, if not all their term. And here's the situation. It is a special election. It's a two-year term. So what's going to happen? It's going to take up to a year to get up to speed. And what's going to happen the second year? They're going to start campaigning again. And and are they going to be efficient for District 3 and really be able to help District 3? I don't know. I don't think so. But I can tell you this. I'm not so concerned about the election. I'm concerned about helping people. And And, and the other scenario is, there's three, possibly four commissioners could be new seats in district. No, let's take that back. There'll be three now because one just got appointed. 
by the governor. So there'll be three. Plus, there's going to be a new mayor. You're looking at a good portion of that county commission board that's going to be new. And really, it's it's going to be very tough. And people need people need, need to be able to work with others. I know what to do. Young Brands, David Novak, the former chairman of, of um, Young Brands, he just retired just recently, and that's the parent company for KFC Taco Bell and Pizza Hut. They did own A and W and Long John Silvers, and I've I've had KFCs. I have uh, had some Long John Silvers, but uh, 39 years with A and W, the number one franchisee in the company. Depending on the time of year, 100 employees, sometimes more, and and a lot of these employees have been with me 10, 15, 20, 25 years, and out of the 39 years, and the only reason they're not any longer because they have to retire sometime. <laughs> and I and I and. But David Novak, I, I, I say he took me in the race. He flew me around the country with the presidents of all the brands and, and the marketing board, the, the marketing board, the development board, the ideation board, which helps you figure out new menu items. And also, like I said, the banking board. I, swear, I was boarded out, let me tell you, all these boards and the franchise board for ANW. I represented 23 states out of the United States. I sat on boards where I helped uh, police police boards where um, where we um, it was not a disciplinary it was kind of an advisory board where we helped the police departments um, but I've, I sat on boards where we gave out millions and millions of dollars with JP Morgan Chase the banking boards I know what to look at and, and you know that's the, the what I'm very good at is what I've been told that I surround myself with successful people, positive thinking people, and that's how I am successful. I love to learn from others. I love to learn from others when they make mistakes and try not to make the same mistakes. Not that I haven't made mistakes. I've made some business mistakes. And when, and I will tell you, when the recession hit back in 08, it's, uh, we had quite a few more restaurants than we have now. And the first thing I was able to do was sell off some some properties and sell off some restaurants and and be able to get lean and mean and make it through this recession. And now we're back moving forward again. And the economy's moving forward and people aren't using their credit cards as much as they used to. They're using a little bit more cash. But when the recession hit, they, I, I saw it coming because our sales almost went to about 90% in sales were traditionally and, and credit cards for t- traditionally it was mostly cash. We've seen that evolve over the years. Of course, people using debit cards and credit cards and different modes of payment now. But I know how to sit down at a table. I know how to negotiate. I just negotiated a franchise agreement, and I used an attorney out of out of out of Minnesota that said, "Bobby, this is a bad franchise agreement. It's another brand. It's shown these brands." He said, "Walk away from it." And I said, "No." He said, "Why not?" I said, I want to negotiate this franchise agreement. He said, Bobby, they said it's non-negotiable and it's a bad agreement. I said, yes, it is a bad agreement, but it's a great concept. They've reinvented themselves and I know I can do very well with this concept. He said, well, let's see what we can do. Eight and a half months later, we got the, the franchise agreement negotiated. We got the lease agreement negotiated, everything to go. And I'm building this for my sons. Um, they, um, as far as the business, I don't know if you've ever uh, heard of a, a, like in a baseball team about a bench. Any good baseball team or any good sporting team has a first string, second string, third string. In baseball, they call it a bench. 
That's what we use. I have a great bench in our organization where if at any given time, if I need to pull someone up, I can pull them up. I've got folks, I've got this uh, one lady that started, that came to the United States from Russia, uh, barely spoke English, but she did speak fluently three other languages. She graduated from the university in Moscow and she came over. Um, it was her first job working in one of our restaurants. Um, we gave her the job. She started working. She learned English. 12 and a half years later, she's the head of my company. And both of my sons have stepped up. Um, they both asked in the last few years. It's amazing how this has worked because five years ago, I would not have been able to run for office. But now the company is self-run. My sons are getting involved. I have the bench that I need. I have to be able to, and to still be able to grow. So I have the time. I have the knowledge. I have the, the passion and, and the know-how to get these things done to be able to be efficient and to work with people and to hire people and to hire the right people and surround ourselves in the county. We have so many issues we have to deal with that are that are maybe not as large as, as the as the drug problems we're facing right now, but crime and they're all associated with each with each other. You when we're gonna have growth. We're not gonna stop the growth. It's coming. It's coming to a tune of a thousand people a day into Florida, the majority of them coming to central Florida. We need affordable housing. We need the state to quit taking the money out of affordable housing and using it for other things and leave it in there. It's different than section eight homes. It's affordable housing. We have to be able to have places for people to live. If it's tiny homes, that's what we need to do. If we have to have the infrastructure, we have to have responsible growth. We cannot, our, our environment is so, is so, um, What's the word? Um, the the ecosystem is so dependent on us doing the things right. We have the watershed areas, and and yes, there is mitigation where we can build um, we can build other wetlands, but we have to be very careful with the water saltwater intrusion coming in from the from the coast because if we use too much water, that's what's going to happen. That's why we build reservoirs. That's why we do the things we do. But we need to be very careful how we grow, where we grow, and when we grow. And we have to have the infrastructure. We need more mass transit. There's and, and I and I, I want to tell you, I, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. I don't know what my opponents are doing, but I'm not waiting to get up to speed. I've already met with Metro Plan. I've met with other organizations. I'm meeting with the Expressway Authority pretty soon, and I'm meeting. I've already set up an appointment to meet with the Sheriff's Department. I I like a sponge. I can't get enough knowledge. I can't get enough of the learnings from everything that is going to happen when I become county commissioner, because I want to walk in that door, be able to sit down. I go to the meetings. I watch most of them on TV because I want to know exactly what's going on so I can get involved. It's like I said, everything I do, I probably do it a little bit more than most people, but that's just my DNA. That's what I'm made up of. And I know I can get it done and I know it can be effective. I'll stop there. Like I said, I'll awesome. talk all day long. <laughs> you did great, <laughs> I man. Apologize. We, I no, apologize. No, this is great. I really appreciate it. Um, you, you gave us a real thorough understanding of who Bobby Lance is and what's important to you. And I yes. think that's great that you've already started doing your um, you know, investigations into what you need to know to be a commissioner, to be able to do the best job possible when you get in that and, seat. And, you know, Robert, it's, it's, it's not Bobby Lance. 
It's not me doing these things. It's because I have the ability to put together a good team. And a lot of that team has come to me and said they wanted to be on my team. They're the ones that are opening the doors for me and getting me into these meetings that most people ordinarily probably wouldn't. And I'm talking the chairman and the vice chairman of, say, Metro Plan Orlando, Metro Orlando. You know, those things just don't happen. And they happen because because I have great people around me. And, and, and that's another thing I want to say with the diversity in this county. I really, really, I haven't got it figured out yet, but I really would like to have set up different types of, of groups in different parts of the county, different um, 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 from different, um, um, gosh, what's the word? I'm a loss for words. Um, different groups and and um, different uh, it's kind of different ethnic groups, I guess you should say, because there's always going to be somebody rise to the top, someone that wants to help. And I would like for that person to hold regular meetings, and then we will hold a meeting. We will all get together and find out I, how can you help if you don't know what's going on in the community. I need to learn to find out what the needs are of the different groups of people, the different diversities. I need to find out what they need, what they what they like, what's important to them before I can help them. And have regular meetings, say a quarterly meetings, and just get together for a cup of coffee, uh, eat lunch, go to their events. Uh, I've been, I've had so much fun going to all these different events, uh, like the um, um, the Chinese New Year and the and the um, Vietnamese New Year. It's fun, and you know, because and and Cindy, my wife, uh, has retired from teaching school for thirty years. I get a wealth of knowledge from Cindy, and I learned so much about the education system. and And I want to tell you, we've got some really really bad problems in our schools in Orange County, and these are problems that teachers are have been told because of the network of teachers that I know, they've been told to be quiet. They, there's a lot of things that are going on in these schools that, that they, they're just being kept quiet about. And that's not good. And it's, it's some very serious things that are happening in some of the, especially the lower income schools. I, I, I shouldn't classify it that way. They happen in all of them, but that's just the ones I have knowledge about. But there's so many things that can be done and you can't do them without learning and, and finding out what needs to be done in the community. I guess you'd say the heartbeat of the community. Absolutely. Um, I think I'm going to wrap it up there, Mr. Lancer. Yes, until the next time, yes, uh, I would, I'm going to reach out to you after this and make sure yes, we can sir. get uh, hooked up together and maybe spend some time sure. and figure out what you would like to learn more about medical marijuana. I'd love to. I'd love awesome. to. Awesome. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening. Um, real quick Thank before you, you leave, can you let yes. everyone know how to get in touch with you if they're interested in supporting your campaign, donating to it, or just finding yes. out more? Absolutely. I appreciate you saying that. It's uh, bobbylance.com is the easiest way. And from bobbylance.com, you can navigate to my Facebook page. Uh, we're on Twitter. Um, we're on, um, I believe, Snapchat and uh, BobbyLance.com, and and the um, the our Facebook page is uh, I don't have it right here in front of me. It's Bobby Lance for OCD three, 
um, at gmail.com. And just the easiest way is just get on, get on uh, bobbylance.com and <clears throat> excuse me. And my cell phone number, personal cell phone number is area code 407 numbers, four, four, eight, six, five, five, five. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for being on the show today, Bobby. And you enjoy the rest of your Sunday and weekend, what's left of it. And we will be speaking to you soon. Thank you, Robert. I greatly appreciate this opportunity. And like I said, anything I can do to help, I'd greatly like to get involved. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. The Marijuana Solution would like to remind you to check out our sponsors after the podcast. We're going to have links to them in the description. Our sponsors are True Leave, Sunshine Cannabis, The Smart Collective, Minorities for Medical Marijuana, and We Are Rare. Don't forget to check out those links in the description. And if you haven't done so already, go ahead and subscribe. Leave us a review. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.